brothers of the word, because brother, you need the word. And today I have a little bit of a different message. Uh, it's, it's not prepared. And there have been times when God has specifically spoken to me and he'll tell me, go and speak. Take no notes, no preparation. I want you to basically speak this out of spirit. And today is one of those days. And I've learned that whenever God speaks that to me, I've learned to be obedient because I have, I have seen what happens when I try to do stuff my way. And when you learn to trust in God, even when you don't feel comfortable with it, when you learn to trust in God, you learn to understand that God always knows what is best. He knows what is inside of you, and he'll place in you what the people need when it is time. But if you put your stuff in there, sometimes it comes out of your mind. And, and what you're going through, what you're thinking about, may not be what the particular person or people God has listening or looking at you at the time. It may not be what they need. So today he, he basically instructed me to talk about an experience that many of you here went through. And it's simply called the cleaning. And, and we went through a time period where we went through a physical cleaning of our bodies with a special diet and a period of fasting where we cleansed out the inside of our bodies. And, and God took me to a different level with that. And that's what I want to talk to you about today, just from the subject of the cleaning. And the cleaning, it's a regimen that, that we do, and it involves what's called the Eden diet. The Eden diet is nothing but raw food. You can't have anything cooked, uh, can't be processed or have any kind of heat to it in any way. It has to be basically straight as it comes out of the garden. And, and, and we found even science will acknowledge that it's perhaps the best thing for your body, the way God put it there in the first place. So we go through a period of a certain number of days of just the eating diet, and then a certain number of days of just nothing but pure water. And then we'll go back on the eating diet. And we had seven and 14-day regimens with it. For those of you who are listening to me or looking at me, and, and you want to go on it, just go to airjesus.com and Click on the sermon section and click on handouts and you'll be able to read the entire program there called the cleaning. And as I was going through the cleaning, first of all, dietary restrictions are one of the most difficult things that you would ever go through. And fasting, fasting is almost like coming off drugs. You understand? It, it, it really is. It, it's one of the most physically difficult things that the average person will ever do. Because food is so ubiquitous and it's just all around. If you turn on television, that's all that you see. If you drive down the highway, you see banners advertising, you know, chicken and hamburgers and all this kind of stuff. And so fasting is a difficult thing in our society because food is one of the, it's not one of, it is the first real urge that man has and it is the strongest of all of the physical urges, people think that, you know, that sex is a stronger urge, but, oh, no, it isn't. You know, food is the strongest urge. It's like, it's even what happens when you start preaching a long time. Folk will go to think, I'm hungry. <laughs> you know, after it goes about, you know, I'm hungry. I need something to eat. See, they don't, they don't even think about sex at that time. All that, well, some people do, but I'm talking about the majority, the majority of folk, their mind is simply, I need to get something to eat. That's why when you have a break, the first thing people do, they go out and they, they got to have something to eat. So food is, 
It is the strongest of the physical urges that man and woman will deal with and have to endure. It was the first violation in the garden of where man ate what he was not supposed to eat. It is still today the leading killer medically. When you look at it, diet is, is, it causes more deaths than any other single cause. So it, it is a very important part very strong part of our nature, heritage, and our current lifestyle just in terms of diet. So we go through a period each year where those who choose to in the church will undergo the cleaning. And as I was nearing the seven days of water, the 14-day program involves three days of the Eden diet and seven days of water, then another four days of the Eden diet. And as I was wrapping up the seven days of water, God spoke to me. And he said to me, he said, I want you to clean up your office and your space at home and your vehicles. And I don't want you to come off of this eating diet until you get all of that stuff clean. A lot of people say they really wish they could just hear from God. But, but sometimes when God speaks to you, it really is stuff you really don't want to hear. You, know, so you, you, you really don't want to hear a whole lot of that stuff because a lot of times his commands to you and what he tells you to do, it's just stuff that you're just not particularly in the mood to do at that particular time. And some of you may say, well, that's not a big deal. You say to clean up your office, clean up your area at the house, and, and, and clean up your vehicles. That, that's not such a big deal. Well, that depends on what your office looks like. <laughs> See, that, that really depends. And, and, and you have to let me just give you some background on my office. I, I've been the current building where I am and in my current office a little bit over 10 years. And I have a very large office. Actually, what I have, I have two offices that are joined as one. I have a large office in, in one half and another large office in another half. And when I, when I moved to that building, I actually had, a, I had an archway cut into the wall. So it is an arch and it joins the two offices. I am in one building. My other brothers are in another building. And when I, after I got my office and got it redone, I, I went to the other building and, and my brother Bernard was moving in his office almost around the same time. And I walked into his office and he had done the identical thing with his office. He had taken two offices and cut an arch in the middle to join them together. And I said, wow, both of us, not knowing anything about what the other was doing, had both created offices that were very similar, if not identical, in their structure. So I have two large rooms that are joined together by an archway. In one side is a very elegant desk and credenza and chair and other chairs in front of it. And it is always kept spotless. It's neat. It's, it's, it's when you walk in, when people walk into that side, they say, wow, I've never seen an office like that. It has a huge mural on the wall and it, it's a serious office and it's always kept neat. And that's the office where I have my meetings and when people come to see me, that's where I meet with them. And I knew when God told me to clean up your office, that wasn't the side he was talking about. <laughs> See, it's the other side. You all say the other side. <laughs> it's the other side that was the problem. And it's the other side where I work. I spend 99% of my time on the other side. And the other side, it's a large office also, and it has 
It's a different type of desk. It's actually a U-shaped desk. One side is, is, it has cabinets and there's a desk and it comes and there's a, there's a portion that goes here and there's a portion that comes behind and it's shaped almost like a horseshoe and I sit in the middle of the horseshoe and it's a cherry wood, has black granite, it, it's a very, very pretty desk and, and it's awesome looking. And when God said, I wanted you to clean up that office and I have bookshelves on the wall and, and I had a, a drafting table desk there and, and the problem was not the desk, it was not the bookshelves, it was not the drafting table. The problem was all of the stuff that was on this stuff. My desk had papers just stacked up on it. The drafting table, which normally you use just for drawing, it had stuff about two feet high stacked on it. The bookshelves had a row of books in it, and I had so many books on it that I had books in front of the books. So it was loaded down. Then underneath the desk, I had a tangle and mass of cords and cables from all of the equipment that had accumulated over the years. And, and, and when I went into that office and looked around, and, and God said to clean this office up before I can eat anything other than raw food, I worked in that office for between 40 and 50 hours before I got it clean. I took out of it eight garbage bags full of stuff that I threw away. I took two pallets of stuff out that I was saving to file. And all of that stuff came out of the office. And as I worked in the office, I had spiritual revelation in a mess. You all said just in a mess. See, see, sometimes you can get spiritual revelation in the midst of a mess. The first thing I had to do with just the desk, I had to get underneath the desk. And you see, underneath the desk is an area where no one could see but me. As I sit at the desk, when people would come into that portion, they could see all of the stuff on top of the desk, but there was, a, there was just a huge spaghetti of cables and cords and power adapters and equipment under the desk that no one could see. When I took all of the stuff out, I had literally about 30 power adapters. I had eight power strips that I no longer needed. I had all this stuff under the desk. And the thing about it, no one could see this stuff but me. And I began to see how when God instructed me to clean up some things, how it related to life and how it related to our inner selves. I began to understand why when Jesus said, you, 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 you clean and you wash the outside of the cup, but what about the inside? And see, the cleaning then took on for me three entirely different levels. There's the body clean. See, see, most of us handle the outside of the cup, and we keep that clean. Very few of us are in church today without having taken a shower or bath this morning. We keep the outside of the vessel fairly clean. We, we brush our teeth. We, we wash our hair. We, we put on deodorant. We make sure the outside is clean. And when you get to the inside, it's an entirely different story. And that's what the dietary cleaning was all about. But there's another level that involves a level of spirit that all the fasting in the world won't clean out. And as I began to work under this desk, I had to first of all pull all the stuff. I just had to clean it all out. I had to clean it all out to even start putting it back together. And as I did that, I began to see what it's like in lives oftentimes. How many of you all got some mess 
And no one can see it but you. Turn to the person and tell them, I got some mess you don't even know about. <laughs> and then you know, all of us, we have this stuff. And you see, with my office, I would still periodically straighten it out. I would straighten it up where the desk was cleaned off, where the bookshelf was reasonably organized, where the drafting table was clear. But the stuff under the desk, because no one else saw that, I had no real, that just stayed jumped up, piled up, and tangled up. And I began to see the revelation of life and spirit that we really need to do some real deep inner cleaning on the inside of stuff that no one on the outside can see. I was flying to Chicago on a plane, and sometimes when I'm on a flight, I get a chance to just relax and just sit there and do nothing, and sometimes just thinking. Just, and I was, as I was on the plane, I, I sat there and, and I bowed my head, and I just said, Lord, tell me something. You know, sometimes it's just, as much as he still speaks, I, was just, I said, Lord, tell me something. And God told me three things. And this was before he told me about cleaning up this stuff. He said, be humble, be neat. And be clean. And the thing didn't even start to register some of the stuff. See, even even humility, people, is something that we need to clean some pride out that some of us have on the inside that folk on the outside still can't even see. And there's so much of this inner stuff that we need to clean out. And as I began to work on that office and, and spent all of those hours and, and would sometimes work even into the night, it was just so much stuff. And I had to pull it all out just to even see what I had. And the thing about when you start getting mess out, it looks worse before it looks better. When God starts working on you and when God starts putting you in a position where he's going to clean some of this stuff out, stuff is going to look worse before it looks better. And when I spent that 40 or 50 hours in that office getting it clean, it, it changed the, the whole vibration of the room. It made everything fresh and clean and easy to work with. And, and I wondered, how in the world did I have this much stuff in here? Because it accumulates over the years and you just keep stacking it in and sticking it here. And some of you all got some drawers. Now, you, you know, you got drawers that when you pull the drawer, you have to kind of shake because there's so much stuff in it that you can't even smoothly pull it out. And then when you close it, you have to put your hand and mash it down. Does anyone know you, you have to mash it down to close it? Then it's so much stuff, the stuff spills out and it starts falling over in the back. And you got papers. That, you understand what? you got so much stuff. There is a physical part, but the same thing is true in our spirit. And as I began and worked through in that office, I began to see, boy, you got some spiritual stuff that's just like this. It's been piling up on the inside of you. Stuff that's been accumulated. And see, there, there are all kinds of things and, 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 and stuff dealing with situations and dealing with people. And it piles up and up and up. And until you start even really analyzing and going through it, you sit in, and see, when you sit in the midst of it so long, it's normal. And when you get it clean, you wonder how 
did I have all of this stuff? And, and what I found out, I found out that about 80% of the, of the stuff in the office, I didn't even need anymore. I had, we had broadband internet connection at the office. I still had two dial-up modems under the desk, powered up and connected. Hadn't used the things in I don't know how many years. But because they were there in the tangle of mess, they were powered. Some of you all have got some connections that are still powered up and connected that you should have gotten rid of a long time ago. And you just need to go through a cleaning in your life to get some of this stuff out. Beyond the fasting, beyond the diet, you need a spiritual cleaning. Now, now, now the thing about it is this. We finished the cleaning for those who went on the 14 day. We finished it over two weeks ago. The thing about it is this. I'm still eating raw. You know why? You all say, why? Because why? I still haven't cleaned up the home yet. Now, now, let me tell you what happened, because some of you all are experiencing the same thing. First of all, it took me so much energy to clean up that office. I was pooped out after I got through with that office. I was, sometimes after you spend a certain amount of cleaning energy, it kind of burns you out. I was pooped out after that office. So when I got home and I, I looked at my office space and all of this stuff in there, and it wasn't overly bad, but it wasn't good. You, you all have some stuff like that. You know, it's not, it's not overly bad, but it's neither good either. So, so it, it's kind of in that limbo in between. And then I went through it and I started taking down all of the stuff off the shelves and pulling out all of the stuff under the drawers and all of the stuff in the drawer and all of the stuff under the desk. When I pulled all that stuff out, then it looked real bad. And as I started going through it, I just kind of got tired in the middle of it. And then other stuff came up, and, and, and day after day after day after day went by, and I never got to it. But the, but the real thing that, that caused it, and this is what happens to so many of us, I got used to the raw food. I mean, it's, it's healthier for us, but it doesn't taste that hot, to be honest about it. It's just, it doesn't compare to cooked food. Now, I don't eat a lot of the stuff most people eat, but still I eat cooked food most of the time. And, and I got used to the raw food. So as I got used to the raw food, I just wasn't in any hurry about finishing the cleanup. <laughs> and I saw why so many of us can get stuck into stuff that we're not supposed to be stuck into. Not that it's good. To be honest about it, we're in a mess. But, but what happens, we get used to it. And that which was not pleasant before now becomes tolerable. And as a result, we got some tough stuff. But we've gotten used to it. And as I saw all of this stuff and I began to see the spiritual revelation of what was happening just in my world, I knew that other people were struggling, and God knew that other people were struggling with the same thing. Turn to the person next to him, ask him, what is it that you have to clean up? And then ask him this question, what is it that you've gotten comfortable with? I see, those are the two questions, and those are the two things that, that we really have to answer and recognize, because we get comfortable, and, and I saw clearly... Why it is so difficult to pull some people out of messes because they're comfortable in the mess. And you get comfortable and even the consequences no longer bother you. Because you've just gotten used to the raw food and you've gotten, you've accepted it and you said this is, and you rationalized it. And I began to rationalize. I said, well, this is better for me. <laughs> 
begin to rationalize it. You, you get, you know, you know, people will begin to rationalize it. Yes, I, I, this is bad, but it's bad nothing. You know, we begin to rationalize bad and messy situations. And as a result, we end up staying in those things forever. And my oldest son, who's, who's a very astute young man, he, he knew that daddy had told him that, that I could not eat anything but raw food until I got my room cleaned up. And even today, one of my other sons asked, is it, Daddy, we going to eat after church today? And my oldest son said, Daddy hadn't cleaned up his room yet. <laughs> and he understood consequence and behavior. And that's something all of us need to understand is just consequence and behavior of some things that we have failed to clean up. Emotions that harbor in so many of us just of forgiveness and of letting go and cleaning out some old stuff. And I learned a principle even in the office. I knew I took some shelves out. I took the drafting table out. I, I took stuff out that I couldn't even lay stuff on again. Because, see, I know my nature. Some people are naturally neat by nature. God doesn't have to tell you to clean up some things. You, you're naturally neat by nature. There's some people and just the slightest bit of stuff off distresses them. Other folk have a junk demon. Now, and I, I don't know whether it's a demon or not, but I know the, the, the manifestation. And, and you see, it's actually one of those generational curses that happened to me. Because my daddy was the same way. My daddy's room would be piled up with stuff. His car would be piled up. He was a brilliant, awesome man. But the man just wasn't neat. And the same spirit hit me. So I have to struggle with that thing. See, I said, Pastor has to struggle with this. Now, see, I have to struggle with that, and some of you all don't have that, but I can guarantee you this. You got something else you're struggling with. So that's one of the things I have to struggle with. So I knew even in my office I had to take out any surface where I could even lay stuff on. So I had to make sure that, that, that I couldn't even give foothold to the stuff. And often we'll have to remove some foundations of some things so that we can't even go back and lay stuff on with that. And, and, and with some of you, you need all three of these levels of cleaning. You, you're going to need to clean that inside of that body. There are some very, very physical surroundings. And do you know even when I cleaned up my office, even the church administrator came out to my office. He walked in. He said, wow. When I came over to the church the next time and walked in his office, it was clean. The spirit of junk and neatness transfers. Even in the pulpit this morning, I, had to, I looked in the pulpit and we had started putting stuff inside of the pulpit from prior stuff. And it was getting junky. So we had to get all of the stuff out. But what we did in a rush, we took it all out and took it behind the pulpit. <laughs> And let, 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 me, let, me just, let me just show you, those of you who are watching by, listening by the internet, you can't, but this is behind my chair. Let me show you what's behind my chair. We've got just stuff stacked up behind the chair. You can't see it. So it, sometimes it's a pattern that we hide stuff where folk can't see it, but we know it shouldn't be there. So God is trying to tell us to straighten up. To clean up the hidden stuff. Man can't see it, but God can. 
We need to, and see, that's really the stuff that even makes us sick. The stuff that makes us sick is not the stuff that on the outside. It's the stuff on the inside that even makes us medically sick. So God is just sending a word out today on the cleaning. People, we need to clean up this mess on the outside and on the inside. And we need to be a clean people. For those of you who are watching this by television or listening by internet, you can hear this message again. Simply go to airjesus.com. This is message number 5334. You can send it to a friend absolutely free at airjesus.com. We thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. Because, brother, you need the Word. Amen, amen, amen. Turn to the person next and tell him, he'd clean up. Need to clean up, need to clean up, need to clean up. This ends message number 5334 by Nathaniel Bronner. To hear other messages or to send this message number 5334 to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com. This has been message number 5334. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up.